2: It's gonna take a long time for a lot of us to understand and heal from this. It's just a tragedy.
3: Investigators are revealing new details about what may have led to the shooting at the Super Bowl victory parade in Kansas City. I'm Naomi Ruckham with who is in custody and how police are asking for help from the public. Also in the morning
1: edition, the record snowfall is leading to more problems. Crews are running out of room at snow dumps. The search for solutions coming up plus. It was a little bit trickier when I didn't have Banksy. A five year old gets a little help dealing with diabetes in the form of a service dog named Banksy. How the family is working to give others the same gift as the morning edition starts now. Happy Friday, everyone. Thanks for waking up with us. Dogs really are sent from heaven.
4: Banksy, I kind of like that name. isn't that cute? I love the creativity <laughs> it comes when we name our animals.
1: Have you ever seen a, a real Banksy artwork?
4: I know I haven't. Uh, Banksy makes some artwork?
1: Oh, yeah, Banksy. <laughs> Banksy is like the, the artist who does oh. uh, like spray paint in secret. And it's well, always, you learn I'll have new to every show day. you later. It's really <laughs> interesting, but yeah well
4: waking up this morning we do have those temperatures sitting in the teens and 20s across south central things are still fairly quiet across the region we continue to hold on to that ridge of high pressure out east that is leading to those sunnier skies and of course those cooler mornings uh, that we're seeing as we start off the day now many areas across south central waking up to those temperatures in the teens and the 20s we're currently at 20 degrees in anchorage winds are calm and will continue to remain fairly light through the remainder of today into the weekend. Hopefully you've been enjoying that sunshine because we have one more day of seeing at least some peaks of sun uh, before those clouds really begin to increase uh, through uh, your Saturday into Sunday. Zero degrees currently in Golcana, 14 in Wasilla, 26 degrees in Kenai and 21 degrees in Cordova. The warm spot Homer coming in at 42 degrees. So a sharp temperature contrast across the state uh, where we're seeing warmer conditions nestled against the water and further inland that's where those temperatures are certainly sitting on the colder side thanks to some radiational uh, cooling those temperatures today expected to rebound back near or above freezing We're going to hold on to sunny to mostly sunny conditions, and again, some light winds can be expected, uh, primarily seeing those winds upwards of about 5 to 10 miles per hour, Uh, just going to be about 5 to 10 degrees above average, depending on where you uh, live across South Central uh, compared to where we've been sitting at for uh, for the first part of this week, certainly dealing with uh, some cooler and much more manageable conditions. Now, with that being said, avalanche forecast, even though we are seeing uh, some calmer weather winds have died down, avalanche is still considerable above 1000 feet below that conditions remain moderate uh, thanks to the recent warming trend we've seen not only are we going to continue to watch this avalanche uh, danger stay with us but some roof avalanche is certainly looking likely uh, as well with that freeze thaw pattern we've been dealing with into the weekend we are expected highs to stay near freezing uh, we will see some increasing clouds inland while some coastal activity begins to build back into south central You can see our average high for this time of year right around 28 degrees. So for some locations, about 5 to 10 degrees above average. I'll have more details on that, that 7-day forecast. And there is some snow in the forecast for South Central. I'll let you know who has the best chance coming up.
1: In this morning's top story, investigators believe an argument may have led to the deadly mass shooting at the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl celebration. One woman died and more than 20 others were injured, including children. Naomi Ruckham brings us the latest as the city works to move forward.
3: Authorities now believe an argument between multiple people led to this horrifying scene in Kansas City earlier this week as Chiefs fans gathered to celebrate their team's Super Bowl win. The victims range in age from 8 to 47 years old, including 43-year-old DJ Lisa Lopez-Galvan, who was shot and killed during the victory parade. The city's mayor posting this tribute and photo with a beloved local radio host, while her family remembers her loving spirit. The first time you meet her, you will become her friend. That's just who she was. Uh, If you're a person in need, she would try to do whatever she can to help. Police have now detained two juveniles in the wake of the deadly shooting and several firearms have been recovered as investigators ask for more witnesses and anyone with video footage to come forward. This video of a person with a gun flanked by police taken moments after he was tackled by bystanders. Among the victims, nine are children and half are under the age of 16. We all train for this. We're all prepared to take care of these children. But it doesn't negate the fact that it's still not normal for people to see many, many people wounded by gunshots. Leaving a city, a team and its fans broken hearted after what should have been a historic day of celebration. Naomi Ruckham, CBS News.
1: The two teenage suspects are still in custody with charges expected sometime today. Meantime, the city's mayor said he uh, they plan to hold their St. Patrick's per Day Parade next month, and it's still a go. Here at home, the snow dump is filling up. There's just too much snow and the Department of Transportation. Snow dumps are nearing capacity. As Lexi Elverton reports, the DOT is hoping to gain access to a city snow dump to deal with the record-breaking snow this season.
5: Certainly at this point in the year, we're, we're seeing a record amount of snow that we're trying to deal with.
6: Justin Shelby, the Administrative Operations Manager with the Department of Transportation, says due to the accumulation of snow this year, their snow dump off of O'Malley and Old Seward could exceed its capacity in the near future.
5: We're nearing capacity on our, on our current snow dump. Um, if snowfall continues um, as average for the rest of the year, We're going to exceed the capacity that we have currently
6: the state is now requesting to use the city's snow dump on the west side of the old seward highway shelby maintains the d.o.t is trying to get ahead of the game with the request and they still have some capacity left
5: there's a maximum height we can push the snow to there are things we can do to to get creative and push the snow around Um, but ultimately uh, we're, we're bumping up against that height restriction
6: Last year, the DOT hauled more than 10,600 loads of snow to their dump, but this year they have already exceeded that amount.
5: Uh, we can continue snow haul for the foreseeable future, uh, but we're anticipating you know, we, we may see up to 16,000 loads this year.
6: With the record-breaking snowfall we've received this season, it's not just causing problems with the DOT.
5: It's kind of the same problem everywhere. Uh, all, all the snow storage locations are filling up.
6: Lance Wilbur, the Director of Economic and Community Development with the municipality, says other city snow dumps are estimated to be between 70 to 75% capacity, which is expected to grow as hauling continues. The MOA is currently working to clear cul-de-sacs while working to reduce impacts of ponding or storm-draining concerns. Their goal, they say, is to haul snow until either their contract capacity is expended or the snow is melting faster than the hauling. Wilbur does say this plan is subject to changes based on future snow events or a number of other
1: variables. Lexi Elverton, Alaska's News Source. Shelby says the Assembly approved an expedited process for the DOT application to use a city snow dump. It's still unknown how long the request will take. Continuing our capital coverage, all this snow means state officials who take care of the roads have also faced intense public scrutiny over the job they've done. Political reporter Steve Kirch was there as they faced
0: lawmakers. After facing criticism about their response to nearly 40 inches of record snowfall in Anchorage on Thursday... DOT officials gave their explanation to lawmakers and said what they plan to do better next time.
4: So I think it's learning from past mistakes, obviously, and we want to make sure that there's public perception out there and a public understanding and clarity in in what we're doing.
0: As state DOT officials gave their analysis of how the department handled the November snow, they said one of the issues the department is dealing with is staffing. Anchorage alone has a 19% vacancy rate for equipment operators. This is why they say they need the $915,000 proposed in the governor's budget to hire extra contractors when they can't keep up during extreme events. State leaders said the northern and central region have had success with this. In November, Anchorage Mayor Dave Bronson pulled municipal snow plows out of neighborhoods to clear state
4: roads. It's building a relationship with the municipality of Anchorage, which we already have. It's good.
0: Outside of snow removal, officials talked about the use of unmanned aerial systems to mitigate avalanche danger, such as using drones with explosives for avalanche control, which caught the attention of Homer representative Sarah Vance.
2: Are you telling us that the federal government is more comfortable dropping cannons from the air on avalanches than a stationary (coughs) one? The risk seems higher with
0: a drone to me. Now, DOT officials said they're also exploring options for a winter operations dashboard and mobile app to help inform Alaskans of road hazards and the progress on snow removal services. Steve Kirch, Alaska's News Source.
1: New information about that deadly avalanche on Tuesday that killed an Anchorage man. A preliminary report looks at the cause of that avalanche on John Mountain, just south of Turnigan Pass along the Seward Highway. Investigators from the Chugach National Forest Avalanche Information Center visited the site this week. They took pictures of the snow slide, including the place where the body of 28-year-old Joseph Allen was buried. The investigators noted a weak layer of snow about a foot below the surface, which the three men likely disturbed. They say it caused a slab to break off about 200 feet above their heads, which carried them down the mountain.
2: The weak layer, we think, is these facets that developed during the January cold spell. This is the slab sitting on top of them, and the facets are also about a foot deep, a a foot thick. And they're still really loose and weak, and this layer exists across our forecast zone.
1: Another thing that likely contributed to this avalanche is high winds that have been loading snow on the slopes. The forecast center says the avalanche danger in Turnigan Arm and further south where this happened is still what it calls considerable. A potentially dangerous roof avalanche was caught on camera at Alieska. Snow came crashing down from a roof and just narrowly missing people at the resort's Bortide Lodge. Matthew Brondem took this video Wednesday. It's a good reminder to steer clear of overhangs this time of year. Still ahead after the break, a mission to make a difference. An Anchorage hairstylist donates thousands of dollars in products to women impacted by domestic violence.
4: Plenty of sunshine remains with us as we close out this week. I'll have more details on that in our next chance of snow. But first, the sunrise, 839, sunset, 548, nine hours and nine minutes available.
1: Tickets go on sale today at 10 a.m. to catch one of the biggest names in concert coming to the State Fair this year. Ludacris will be on stage Friday, August 23rd. You may have seen the entertainer recently as he played with Usher at the Super Bowl. The Alaska State Fair has already announced Oliver Anthony, Whiskey Myers, Mount Joy, and Kolohe Kai as part of the lineup. You're looking forward to Ludacris, Aaron?
4: I honestly, I looked him up on Spotify yesterday, and I have one song say by him. Looked him
1: up? You didn't know um, Ludacris before? I
4: know who he is, you don't but know I've banks, never really... You don't
1: know Ludacris?
4: <laughs> I really, you know, I just listen to country. That's better That's it. okay.
1: We won't judge you
4: for it. Holding on to those warm conditions, uh, once again, as we head throughout the afternoon hours, we are expected to see those temperatures uh, steadily warm back above freezing as we continue to see this freeze-thaw pattern remain with us. Uh, We did see the first half of the month uh, certainly sit on the bitter cold side, and you can see temperatures since then have been on the climb. And we did see those temperatures earlier this week break into the 40s, uh, which was uh, two brand-new record highs, in fact, two consecutive days of seeing those record highs. 20 degrees currently in Anchorage, as well as uh, out towards Juneau. We've got zero degrees in Fairbanks, seven degrees in Kotzebue, out towards uh, southwest Alaska, as well as the Aleutians. Uh, You can see that activity continues where temperatures are sitting uh, on the warmer side this morning, at or above freezing for many areas. And that's where we're also watching for the potential for some uh, areas of wintry mix and a glaze of ice looking possible. Uh, We've been talking about this all week long. The stationary boundary will continue to stream in uh, that moisture from the Gulf of Alaska, as well as the northern Pacific Ocean. And we're going to continue to hold on to that potential uh, for the remainder of your Friday. Now, as far as what we're going to see into the afternoon hours, this activity as it continues to build northward, uh, notice how it's transitioning to more in the way of a wintry mix. That's because of those temperatures continue to warm at or above freezing this morning. Uh, we're also tapping into the wind field where we could see the potential uh, for some winds gusting as high as 55 to 60 miles per hour. Winter weather advisory out towards the Aleutians. Meanwhile, as you head out west through uh, parts of the sewer peninsula out towards the Yukon Delta, as well as the lower Yukon Valley, we've got winter storm warnings uh, as well as some blizzard warnings in place. And uh, what we're going to be talking about with this is the potential for many areas to pick up several inches of some snowfall within this winter storm warning. Up to eight inches of snowfall looks possible. You can see from the Yukon Delta uh, down through parts of Bristol Bay, three to six inches of snowfall with gusts of 55 miles per hour. And then as you head out towards uh, parts of the Seward Peninsula, really the western coastline out towards Gamble, St. Lawrence, two to seven inches of snow with gusts of 50 miles per hour. So still talking uh, about the potential for several inches of some snowfall that will continue Uh, through the remainder of your Friday. Notice what happens, though, as our ridge begins to back off here uh, as we welcome in the weekend. We're going to begin to see increasing clouds across South Central. This is going to open the door for some coastal activity to increase as we welcome in your Saturday afternoon. Uh, So out towards Homer, Seward, through Prince William Sound, be prepared uh, for some cloudier skies and that increased activity for rain and snow. Inland areas of South Central, we'll see that better opportunity as we welcome in next week. 43 in Homer, seven, uh, 34 degrees in Soldatna, plenty of sunshine. Kodiak could see up to an inch of rainfall later today. 41 in uh, Whittier, 20 in uh, Gulkana, 40 degrees in Cordova. So still warm in some locations. You can see 29 in Willow, while Palmer and Wasilla, make a run near 40 degrees later today. So uh, those temperatures, again, still remaining slightly above average for this time of year. We're going to see those temperatures stay uh, at or above freezing into the weekend and next week, meaning this freeze-thaw pattern, yes, will remain with us. Uh, Of course, that uh, higher sun angle as well is certainly going to help with some of that melting on those roofs. So the uh, ice dams we've been talking about, the roof avalanches we're getting in that season, uh, you certainly want to take note of that as we see these warmer weather.
1: All right. Thanks, Erin. Testimony during yesterday's Brian Smith murder trial was less intense or graphic than what the jury has come to expect after previously watching and listening to video showing the last 36 minutes of Kathleen Joe Henry's life. Numerous law enforcement officers spoke to the jury going over the photos taken in the Marriott hotel room. Smith's home uh, and of skeletal remains found just off the Seward Highway. An FBI agent testified that cell phone location information for Smith's phone shows it was near where Henry's body was found. Under cross-examination, the special agent confirmed he only tracked the phone, not Smith. Meanwhile, the final witness of the day was an Anchorage police officer who testified about a badly stained carpet that was removed from Smith's home from the area where he told police he had shot Veronica Abalchuk.
2: Um, I see an item that appears to be rolled up towards the
1: left-hand side of the photo. What is that? That's the carpet of the area. Okay.
6: And um, what is, uh, can you describe that rolled up carpet? What are we looking
1: at there? Yeah, the rolled up carpet appeared to have a reddish brown stain soaked through to the bottom of the carpet. Looking at exhibit number 217. And what is that a picture
2: of? Uh, It's a closer
1: photograph of the same item. It's the rolled up carpet with the reddish brown stain. Uh, And you can also see uh, underneath that uh, another similar reddish brown stain. Later in the afternoon, another APD officer showed pictures of the blue carpeting in Smith's house, ripped up and turned upside down. The red couch had been pulled away from the same area. As the trial continues over the next few weeks, you can watch it live on alaskasnewsource.com, our news app, and our free streaming channels. There is no court today, and President's Day is on Monday, so court will resume on Tuesday. In 2020, about half of all Alaskan Alaskan women experienced some form of domestic violence. That's according to the University of Alaska Justice Center. Georgina Fernandez tells us how one uh, Anchorage woman is on a mission to help victims feel empowered.
2: Okay, do you want them connected to your curtain bang? For the past 18 years, Jenna Picka has been cutting hair in Anchorage. It is a really uplifting job, though. It brings me joy to bring people joy. Making sure whoever sits in her chair leaves her salon rooted rose, feeling fresh. People come here to feel beautiful and just to reset. That's a feeling she says everyone deserves to feel. Pekka and co-worker Roxy Erickson want to make sure women impacted by domestic violence feel beautiful as well. Tried to do like empowering notes and little notes on how to use the makeup with instruction. By sending out these care packages to the Bering Sea Women's Group, a domestic violence service in Nome containing almost $1,800 of beauty products. We just want to like empower these women who are in shelters and and give them like that luxury product. This isn't the first time Pika has done something like this. In fact, helping women experiencing domestic violence is something her family has been doing since she was a kid, growing up in White Mountain. When her mom would open their home as an emergency placement site. Sometimes I'd wake up and I would be in my sister's bed and my um, my bed would be taken from a mom and another child because they needed a safe placement house. Now years later she's given back to the region she grew up in. It makes me feel really good. In addition to donating almost four thousand dollars worth of beauty supplies to different shelters across the state in the last three years. Her donation, she says, just a simple reminder for victims. Just uplifting reminders that they are beautiful and they are strong. Rooted Rose says it hopes that it'll be able to do this again next year. Georgiana Fernandez, Alaska's News Source.
1: You've been listening to the Alaska's News Source podcast. Subscribe to have the latest episodes delivered to your library automatically.